Hey, dinks! Welcome to Dennis in the Know. This is your backstage pass for current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. With me is Dr. Jennifer Bell. You know her as JB and Dr. Chad Duplantis. We are all practicing dentists, we are all educators, and we are all business owners. Our job is to bring all of you in the know. Jeff Horowitz with Dennis in the Know. We're at SmileCon, and the New Orleans Jazz Band is playing. There's a lot of energy in the room. We just just finished our podcast. It's been such an exciting day here. I'm with my best friends in the world, Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and today we have a very, very special guest, Melissa Turner. She's a hygienist. She actually has her own podcast called I Woman. But she also serves to help with brand strategy for a lot of companies in the dental industry. And she has been a featured guest on many other programs, including with our friends David Rice and and Pam. So uh, please welcome Melissa. It's so good to have you. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here, and you'll have to excuse me. I lost my voice, so we're coming back. But it's all—it's yeah. all this. this That's right. what this is for. A big cheers, cheers to all of you. Yes. Look at that. It's a—it's 11 a.m. somewhere. Yes. Yeah. That's, That's my right. favorite saying. So. All right, Melissa, tell tell our audience all about you, your journey. It's like when you started that trend of putting your comb in your back pocket. Yes. Yep. You know, in your jeans. I did do that. Yeah. I did yeah. do that for a while. And then I, I tried to leave it in the part. That didn't work out so well. <laughs> but no, all kidding so aside. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. I will say, <laughs> let's, let's go back three years. And I was at a conference in Orlando, and I heard several people speak. And believe it or not, I've watched this young lady's you know, stock rise over the past three years. And and this was one of the ones that I wanted on the show. It took three years for us to do that. But here we are. And you know what the best part about it is? She didn't have a freaking clue as to who I was. How funny. (laughs) You know, honestly. I I don't actually Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're still trying to figure out who you are. She's like she's like, holy did I did I Nathan Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are times where he still texts 
me and I have to like look up his number. Yeah. 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 Make yeah. sure yeah. I know who Wait, that is. Wait, Chad who? Yeah. But no, it's yeah. an honor to finally have you on the show and uh, we're just we're just glad that you chose to be with us this afternoon for probably your last interview yeah, of the day. Yeah. I mean, I've watched her go from podcast booth to podcast booth, but I just want to tell you this one's the best. Thank yes. You. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And Jennifer alluded to this early. So how long did you practice clinical dental hygiene? And then what was the aha moment where you're like, you know, I can, I can offer so much more than, than what I'm able to offer in the clinical setting. You know, that's a good question. What? Why are you laughing at me? I was watching Austin give shady eyes to the jazz musicians because of the volume. Oh, okay. They were some high notes, and he was like... Uh, Mark, can you edit this out? It's getting very judgy around here. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's music. Well, so, I worked clinically... Excuse the interruption. Here we go. I worked clinically in a lot of different offices around the states. At one point, I was juggling four different state licenses, and that was insane. Oh, screw that. Why? Well, my husband decided that he likes to go to school uh, for a very long time in different places. Yeah. Yeah. So. God bless him. Like, yeah. Let's go along. in England. Sure, that's fine. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 And so we were all over the place. But when I was working clinically, I was just antsy. You know, you know how it is in the chair. You're full-time in the chair. You don't get a lot of breaks. You don't have maybe a creative outlet like you should. And so I think... I think my lesson was when I was in the chair full time, I was like, just get me out of here. Like, I yeah. love my patients. I love what I'm doing, but there's got to be more. And I'm always a big picture person. And so, to me, I see change that needs to happen in dentistry. For I see sure. where we're going, and I'm like, oh, let me just help us get there. Yeah. What can I do to help us get there? I mean, I'm a, I feel like we might be like minded. Yeah. Yes, very much. What do you think, like, we, we actually just finished our podcast and we talked about the future of dentistry and we each yeah. had a, a contribution of a product or where we think the trends are heading. And I'm really curious from a hygiene perspective, number one, a product most hygienists couldn't live without, what is it? And number two, what's going to be the product of the future? What's the, the, the trend moving in the hygiene world where you're like, in 10 years, you won't walk into a practice that has hygiene without this? I'm gonna keep this simple. I'm even gonna take the hygiene off. Okay, there. For me, it is it is virtual care. It is so underutilized right now. Whether you're a hygienist or a dentist or a specialist, I don't I don't get why a lot of practice owners and clinicians aren't aren't understanding it. They're yet, oh, it's not for me. It's not for me. And I'm like, no, it is. It is. You have to you have to start doing it now. Because in five years, you are going to have you holes in your schedule. You're yeah. not you're already struggling to get patients. We don't know why. Okay? And it's because of the virtual care and other, it's the other mindsets that go with that. Yeah. Right? It's like, what can we do to make this easier for our patients? And I think oftentimes we forget that patients don't want to be in the dental office. Yeah. Whether they're the hygienist or the dentist. Right, I, yeah. I think yeah. all, we, we forget that. And so, even to get a patient to walk through our doors was a huge feat. Yep. It took me, okay, you're going to make fun of me, but it took me... Well, we're going to make fun of you anyway. <laughs> it took me, as a hygienist and as a, and as a mom, it took me three years to get my kids in to see a dentist. Three years. 
that was, I mean, I was like, okay, I'm going to see who was online scheduling. Well, yeah. nobody did. Yeah. I tried to call the offices, but it was always after hours. Yeah. And then finally I made an appointment and whatever and could never get my insurance. And then COVID hit. Right, and so then I'm like, oh my god, it's done a lot of I'm gonna take my kids with me. Yeah. And years went by, three years as a hygienist to get my kids. Of course, I wasn't worried because I'm like, I can and in turn, you're creating an experience, and that's kind of my buzzword. That's the buzzword that makes me tick, is creating it's an experience. It's not impetus. No. It's not impetus. Impetus was the word of the day. He used that it like 16 lunch. times was before, before lunch. Before I wouldn't even know how yeah. to use that. Yeah. 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 It's a big problem for men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, oh God, yeah. this just went in the yeah. wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. no, awesome. no, I didn't mean that. I, I, That's I M P O T U S. Thank yeah. you. Okay. 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 Nice. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I have been using it wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All this time. All right. Cheers to that. Hey, Cheers, rock guys. on. There we go. This is fun. Let's All do right. it. So, um, I'd imagine that that leads into your brand strategy. Yeah. So tell us about that. Welcome to Fuller Butts, a behind-the-scenes plastic surgery podcast. Yes, you heard that right. Join your co-hosts, Dr. Sam Fuller and Dr. Dan Butts, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeons on an exclusive full-access pass into the world of plastic surgery. Combining their expertise and training, doctors Fuller and Butts will share medical insights, detailed explanations, and lighthearted humor to keep you entertained and informed. We're certain you'll become passionate about the plastic surgery specialty and between debunking myths, uncovering truths, or just making you laugh out loud at their perspective on this creative and artistic field. We've got something for everyone. Yeah. So, you know, what happened was I had this dream as a fresh hygienist, you know, out of school, I'm like, I want to work with all these product and service companies. Fresh genist. Let's fresh. just merge the two together. Oh, hashtag. Fresh, fresh genist. Yeah. You were getting yeah. a lot of good hashtags. You just hashtag yeah. that. Smart assery yeah. came out today, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Smart assery was a good one. No, right, not so. for you. Is no, it is. They, we, we were <laughs> described like you guys really on, on the podium. Yeah. Smart assery. At, all right, so as a fresh genist. So as a fresh genist, hashtag fresh I was like, this is so cool. I want to work with all these product and service companies, but how? You know, there's no path to how to do no. that. Or book no, that you could read. No. Tell and even like mentors no. are like, well, you just got a network. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. Right? yeah. So what happened was I just fell in love with marketing. And so I started writing copy for some, some of these brands, doing their social, you know, just starting there and realized, oh, I love products. I want to help launch products. I want to help my colleagues learn about these products. And so it, that just worked all in the brand strategy. And I do a lot of coaching to help professionals level up, as we're talking about Kelly Tanner, right? Level up um, the, their professional self so that they can leverage it more. Um, and one of the things I've been working, I work with a lot of startups, and what I see is there's 
a lot of startup founders who are thrown into being the face of the company. Yeah. Whether right. they want to be or not. And they, and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. So I'll work with them to help they become, like make them an influencer and a thought leader. And then it'll 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 help their business that's right. as well. Yeah. So that's that's where the brand strategy kind of comes in for corporations and so you you talk about like the I heard your why in there and I'm a big why guy but you were talking about things and what you mentioned it just really hit home because what she wants to bring in her coaching is we what we wanted to bring in dentistry is that you know our corporate partners our friends the people that kind of patted our backs we we want to kind of bring that to the masses you know and I love what you're saying. So, I, and I think there's a there's a deeper sense too, where you know we all get so engrossed in what we do that it's hard sometimes not to feel like a technician, right? Yes. Like we're good at all of these clinical tasks, but we want to use our brains. Like we we yeah. have these brains that just have ideas and and you know creative flow, and and sometimes I think we feel limited in dentistry in being able to use that. So. I mean, I applaud you for kind of getting in tune with that so early in your career and saying, you know what, I've got this. I need to be using this more because that's really where I can have a bigger impact than than just doing clinical tasks, even if you are very clinically adept. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's almost a sense of duty. Right. A sense of risk. Like, if you, if you can see, if you know the change is coming and you want to make an impact or whatever, like, it's your duty to do that. And Absolutely. So if you can do it, like, you got it. You just have to. Well, and I think it feeds your, so, like, all souls need to be fed in different ways. Mm-hmm. Clinical has value and we're all practicing of course. clinically yeah. as well. But then, you know, to continue to have community with each other, to grow, to help others succeed, that that's what keeps you engaged in the industry long term, right? Because in the trenches every day, it gets lonely sometimes for providers. Um, it gets difficult if you've been yelled at enough by patients and staff and whatever's been going on. Like, there's a lot of tension, potentially. So then you have these other outlets that feed your soul in different ways, that keep you engaged and excited about the profession. That's how we're going to keep good people doing dentistry for a long time. Because uh, it can be super exhausting, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, mentally. Um, so I love what you're doing for the hygiene profession and for dentistry in general <laughs> to keep us engaged, to keep us excited about where the future of dentistry is headed and you know, and wanting to be a part of it and not, not leave yet. It's even all about networking and relationships. Like, I don't like the word networking, but dentistry, it's it's so much about relationships. I'm here today because Rich from Mango said, hey, Melissa, you've got to get on this. You've got to get some of my friends. That's right. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, even what he's doing with Mango, with that technology, with that the I love virtual. I love what it's allowed us to do. And I mean, you work, you work with mobile dentistry and teledentistry. So I know you get this, but there is still something about being face to face with people and making those kinds of connections that, you know, it, it is a connection virtually, but it is not the same kind of connection. And, and, you know, I'm the old timer in the group, and, and so it's always been important to me. But I hope that we can maybe influence 
I will use the word influencer. I hope that we can influence the younger generation to see how important in-person communication is. Yeah. Vital. Yeah. And it'll never go away. And right. Thing. With, with virtual care, what I've seen when I coach clients and uh, when, I, when I see these clinicians who have been using virtual care for years now, it just makes the schedule more efficient. And I feel like in dentistry, and I'm sure you guys have your own opinions about this, but we're very inefficient in the yeah. way we run our businesses yeah, for and sure. clinical models and even the way we sometimes even do an MOD. You know, it's just inefficient. How yeah, there's a reason most dentists are not on, like, the Forbes list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Efficiency, not really our thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are a bit of a Or sound cat. financial yeah. decisions. <laughs> yes. All right, yes. so let's talk about your other interests. We've definitely got virtual uh, care, teledentistry, and mobile dentistry, yeah. which we didn't really even right. touch on. Uh, so let's de- definitely dive into that a bit. Yeah. So what is mobile dentistry I've had some exposure to it. Uh, one of our previous guests, Crystal Springs, yeah. doing some of yes, that. You know, um, we love Crystal. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I also lectured in uh, California, where some of the companies out there, like take Facebook for instance, are bringing uh, mobile dentistry to their employee population. So it's kind of creating its own marketplace. So talk a little bit about what you're seeing and, and your involvement in mobile dentistry. Yeah. Well, there's a term for that. Okay. When they take it to the workplaces, what is it? It's called sexy mobile dentistry. Sexy? That is what we call it. Sexy mobile yeah. dentistry. It's not impetus. <laughs> I mean, which one it can't Impetus. Be, uh, it can't be impetus and sexy. Impetus dental. Now. Imp- yeah. All right, forget it. All right, I'm the outcast now. now. All right. What happened was I worked in public health with these mobile, you know, these traditional mobile pop-up clinics, Mm. and it was right around the time when telehealth was taking off. Right around the time when there were mumblings of teledentistry, mostly from Smatterick, but he should not be named. Yeah. And it was it was one of these things where it was like, okay. I'm in public health, mobile dentistry. We revamped the program to include teledentistry. And it just, I can't even tell you how that program exceeded beyond yeah. expectations. We can see so many more patients. And I, I was sitting there thinking, in northern Minnesota, in the dark, I was sitting there thinking, this is not just for public health. Yeah. All of this is for everybody. And this was pre-pandemic. This was a long time ago. And it was right when Uber was taking off and DoorDash and all of that stuff. And I said, this is the way of the future. We're going to have the brick and mortar, but we'll have an arm into the workplace or the home. We'll have an arm into the phone. Yeah. Like yeah. that is the most efficient business model you get for dentistry. And so that's where it all came from. So then I said, I'm going to make it my mission to just educate the dental community that mobile dentistry is not just public health communities. Right. You can make a lot of money. Your your PL can go off the charts if you implement these things and start thinking beyond the brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And we're just so used to patients coming yeah. to us. Yeah. And it, it's kind of a it's, it's a mindset change. Well virtual dentistry promotes in person dentistry. Yeah. That's that's, that's the goal. Right. And I mean yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's what I think I, I don't think a lot of us have the full picture or, or see the broader image. You know, dentistry is a contact sport, so there's only so much we're going to be able to do and virtually, but it's going to promote that in-person, yeah. you know, But practice. I think that's the dentist mindset, that we see everything as competition instead of complementary, right? Yeah. Like, there's so many things out there that could really be assisting us. So, 
you know, for example, you know, another dentist opens up a couple of doors down and we immediately see them as competition. Yeah. When instead we could go over, make a great contact. I had this happened to me in Conway, South Carolina, when, you know, there weren't that many patients per dentist there. And a fella came in, he was involved in the AGD, we started going to courses together. And literally, we just talked about the things we each like doing, and we were sending stuff to each other. Yeah, sure. It's like, how awesome is that? Right, like that. Yeah. But everyone in dentistry, it's just, it's so ingrained in our heads that anybody out there doing something similar to us is, is our competitor. Yeah. Right. And, Jeff, and you I don't see virtual realize that with that. landlines back in the day, you were practicing virtual dentistry. Yeah. There was just an analog can, component that you all couldn't get past. I did have a bag phone. Okay, good, okay. good, good. I did have a bag, I had phone. A bag phone. What I is had that? A bag phone. Yeah. You had a bag phone yeah, too. But we were never allowed to use it. Because Hell no, because it was like it was like a dollar. It was eighty. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I just made a call. It was only seventy four dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighty two cents a minute. Yeah, with a twenty five percent startup fee. Because it was ten cents a test. Wait, wait. Like, let me turn no, the antenna up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I. But bringing us back. Sorry. Over. Sorry. Well, I mean, Imagine I started it. Oh, hi, Jeff. Do you see those cars over there? Oh, oh a red ball. Those are okay. awesome. <laughs> One of them's got a bow on it. Anyway. Any, anywho. Focus. Anywho. All right. Last thing I want to chat about, because okay. I'll, I think this is, I started catching wind of it actually last year, the Denobi Awards. Let's yeah, talk about it. I want to hear about Let's this. About I want it. a Denobi Award. What can I do? do you, well, yeah. You can okay. Yourself. We'll talk about, oh. Are you going to nominate yourself? Oh, Say it to the camera. You have to nominate yourself. I would like to nominate Dr. Chad Duplantis. <laughs> For a Denovia Award. But Since secondly, I would like to nominate show of one, dentist right? in the know for yeah. a Denovia Award. Okay, right. sorry. Did you hear secondly? Could... Now we know who the team players are. But right? no, I was just responding right. to her virtual yeah. command. And we don't. I was we responding know. to her virtual command. She said, nominate yourself. Now you nominate yourself. It it's in- a major that award. That was an in-person yeah. command. Yeah. In person to make I'm a virtual command. I'm a little command. more selfless. Yeah, than yeah. Let's yeah, talk okay. about the Sorry, Let's talk about the movies. Okay. I do. I want to hear about this. Yeah, okay. So here's what happened. About seven or eight years ago, we did a review of all the award programs in dentistry. And at that point, there weren't that many. Now there's like, there are a bunch. A yeah, lot. yeah. So at that point, we found out they were mostly for dentists. And they were mostly lifetime achievement awards. And we were like, no one wants to win an award when you're old and gray. And what we really want to do at our heart is to support those who are not recognized in the industry. So we want to dig into all the corners and under the beds everywhere in dentistry and pull out the folks who are making significant change in the here and now. And that's what Denovis is all about. So we launched it over COVID because everyone was just so depressed out of their mind. So this is not that old. No, it's four, four years old. Yeah, we wanted to call it Dentistry's Oscars. Okay. Lots of trademark issues with that. Yeah, yes. I would imagine so. But that's the premise, and it's not a popularity contest. It's not pay to play. You can't like. It is not one of those. This is when you win, you belong. And so nominations open October to December. You can self-nominate, and the reason for that is because we're big proponents of. You know, not everyone's going to put you first. You've got to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. So you can wait your whole life just waiting around for somebody to, like, lift you up. Yes. When you can do it yourself, and you can make a bigger change because you've done that. Yeah. So October through December, nominations open. In January, a short list comes out that's not very short. It's like 50 people long. 
So we usually have a couple hundred nominations from around the world. But usually the most handsome people win, right? I mean, we'll see this year. <laughs> and then in March, every March. We'll see this year. We'll see. We'll see. Every March. Keep your hopes up, Jeff. We have a. You're saying there's a chance. One in a million. <laughs> and then we'll see. Are you in a dark so, corner? We can point Yeah. So every, every March, then we have the gala. And that night, 10 individuals win and one clinical team wins. Because again, the, our clinical teams are not yeah. getting enough recognition for working together as a unit. For, for you know, that's awesome. Thing. I love I that. I love that. Yeah. I see this growing. Yeah. Oh, it is. Like best lead podcaster, best supporting podcaster, best news podcaster, best guy you're just kind of best hygienist that's show. moved on to other side gigs and is best making a name for themselves. I mean, yeah. There's so many categories. I, I, no, I like in all honesty though, I really do see this growing and I will say I've seen the highlights and I've seen some of the awardees, I guess if you will, or the recipients. I'm impressed. They're all awesome people. I'm yeah, very, very, awesome very people. impressed. So yeah. I had no idea because maybe it's common nowadays that we say kind of what is this, but this is how we learn what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea it was four years old, but I've always been impressed by the recipients. So kudos to you yeah, for that. Love yeah, love that so much. And yeah. it's, it's, it's even funny because sometimes those who are nominated, like, this happens more than you would think. People get nominated and they call me and they're like, Melissa? I don't want to walk on a stage and win an award. I'm not that kind of person. And I say, I know. That's why you've been nominated. That's what makes you so special. This is not about ego. This is not about popularity. This is about honoring you. And that's that's really the dental past, right? Like, that's how dentistry has been. It's been a big ego stroking (laughs) kind of you're in the club, you're not in the club kind of thing. So I really appreciate the club is expanding and getting cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate what you're doing with that because that's that's really what existed in the past in dentistry. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and it's hard coming into that. That's right. As a young person, as a woman, as a newbie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Melissa, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Where did Denobi come from? Give me the origin. It's a mountain in Kenya. So I believe it's an old, old wooden ship. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, we can combine all of that and make yeah. a story. Chat GPT can make a story for that. Okay. Yes, that's yeah. right. On the that. origins yeah. of Denobi. Yeah. yeah. Well, so it is an Irish surname. So when we were coming up with Denobis, my good friend and business partner and co-founder, Sonia Dunbar, which if you don't know her, you need to know we her. Need to. amazing. Yeah. Okay. We were texting back and forth all these different names, and one of them auto-corrected to Denobi. And we were like... Awesome. Can this work? Oh, I don't hate that. Right. Yeah. Can it work? Yeah. And it, it almost sounds dental enough. It does. Yeah, it does. Attached. I don't know. So now we say to the to nobodies in dentistry. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> nobody. That's the running joke now. So, okay, now I know now, we have a chance. I know we <laughs> so, have an opportunity. So, as, as we're, as we're kind of coming to close here, I got a question. How, how old are your kids? Nine and seven. Okay. You... This is something that I think a lot of people take for granted. Here are two influential women here, Jennifer and Melissa. Blonde. That have kids that have a mom life and have a dental life and are really making changes in the profession. So I think maybe Jeff and I should give a commendation to these two and all the other moms out there. Because to me... 
I mean, half the time we can't even get the being a father part right. Uh, yeah. Us? Yeah. We, we get two things yeah. on our plate, and we're like, no, dude. Yeah. Come out. I know. I, can't I know. This, this is not going to work. It's always impressive to and be the juggling act. And it never approaches. Yeah. And, and when, you know, when we put this together, and I knew, I was like, you're never going to meet a busier person yeah. that can get more done yeah. in your life. And honestly, I, well, it, it, there's like a saying. I, I don't remember what. If the you saying, want to get something done, ask a busy person. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, that's and good. yeah, that's good. But honestly, um, we, we applaud you because, you know, we know number one is taking care of children and and being a great mom. But it is so impressive when people can do that. And then still manage to have influence yeah. in the industry and and be able to use their creative and intellectual skills. So it's just so appreciated. And yeah. 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 So yeah. big hand. Thanks to the moms. Oh, yeah. The moms in dentistry. I mean, there's. We should. No, but I mean, really, it there's it's, there's a lot that goes into it. So I, I just I sit here and I hear all that both of you do, and I'm like, Chad, I can't do it. Yeah. My, my, I got a hangnail here. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way I can make this work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out. Is, he's been he's been here. complaining about that all weekend. Yeah, no, I'm all, teasing. All no, week, all week. no, I'm kidding. Hey, it's a bunion. I knew it. Everybody, <laughs> thank you all very much, Melissa. Thank you. Thank, thank you for all you do for me. dentistry. Yeah. I'm blown away. I mean, the Denobia, everything you talked about was great, but the Denobia Awards, when I find out you're kind of one of the masterminds behind it, holy yeah, crap, so that's fun. awesome. Yeah, so so I kind of want one now. Yeah. Nominate We're going to have to nominate ourselves. Hello. Oh, I didn't see you there. Maybe you could nominate all of oh, oh. Yeah. I nominated all I of us. I didn't know you were there. After yourself. If you talked to me nominating me for a Denobia Award. No, no. I'm going to go different than Chad. I'm going to say nominate dentists in the know. For the Denobia. And just for the record, I said that too, but she told me to nominate myself. Was there not a secondarily in front of that statement? This is bullshit. Secondarily. You just said a bad, bad It's going to be edited out and piss off. You are an evil man, Chad. And with that. Piss off. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, your mic is off. Yeah, I've been telling you that. That's why I put it in front of your face, so piss off. And with that. Nominate We're going to wrap it up. No, I'm not going to nominate myself. Bye, everybody. I'm going to nominate Austin Planets as the best videographer out in the dental industry today. Ooh, baby. Goodbye, everybody. Good night. We need to close this. And that wraps up another podcast for Dentists in the Know. On behalf of Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and myself, remember that we've got a great profession. So let's make it a great day, Dinks. <laughs>